just a good old boy. Obama's gonna put you in jail. Never meaning no harm. You guys are all gonna go to jail. It's all you never saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. I'm coming day and night. But we tortured some folks. Hitler had plans. She threw all of your lies, Barack Obama, you wicked, wicked devil! Don't bitch kick him! The ball to see. Holy shit, man. That's the underground! That's terrorist! That's terrorist, bro! That's fucking terrorists! Hello, my little trolls, my little sock puppets. You are tuned in to Hate Radio, broadcasting all across the galaxy. Break out the terror mat and put your kids to sleep. Here's your host, Hate. Welcome to an all-new episode of Radio Hate by the Internet Chronicle. Chronicle.se is brought to you proudly by uh, Liebel Droker Incorporated, the ultimate mega corporation that brought you such wonderful products as Terramax, the Panoptosphere, the Panopticon, Dr. Angstrom, go fuck yourself, Troubadour. It's March 17th, 2019. Uh, put the kids to bed because this is going to be a motherfucking barn burner of an episode tonight. Look, when we were kids, we didn't look to 2019, okay, saying, gee, I wonder where we'll be in 2019. Like, we didn't give a fuck. It was 2020, or were you going to be in 2030, or whatever, but nobody gave a shit about 2019. Well, speak, well, speak It was yourself. a nothing year then, and it's a speak nothing year yourself. now, and it'll be a nothing year in history. Okay, when 2019 got here, we were all standing around like, well, I guess we got to do this now. I mean, I am speaking for myself. Get the fuck out of here with March 17th, 2019. Who gives a fuck? This is like, this is a day that we have to do it. This is like taking out the trash. Like, we never looked forward to March 17th, 2019. What date do you look forward to? I mean, I never look forward to any date. I don't see I don't see how today stands out as like somehow uh, unimportant. Like uh, like Blade Runner or something. Like December whatever thirty first, right? Twenty twenty five. That's a that's like a it's a solid day. It uh, rings in your in your uh, rings out in your consciousness. Yeah. Just for being a round number. You know that date just like you know 9-11-2001. Like if this was the 9-11 hate show, not only you know, would we remember it forever, uh, peop- you know, we would reference it all the time as the 9-11 show. What were we doing on 9-11? We weren't making websites. This is Kilgore. By the way, Kilgore joins the Internet Chronicle program as always. Uh, what, no, we were making websites around 2001. Sure. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand this uh, whole date routine. Like, uh, I think you need to explain it a little more. Nobody looked forward specifically to 2019. I wanted to know where am I going to be in 2020 or 2036 or 20, like when the sun explodes. But 2019. Who needs it? We're doing this year because we have to, right? 2019 showed up on January 1st, and we're all like, all right, here we go. Like, we have to. It's like getting up in the morning. 
I don't want right, to do 2019. Well, now that we've got up in the morning, everything's um, going just fine. Uh, there's been, uh, uh, you know, major historical events and things going on in spite of the reality of, of uh, dates not ringing out in a fictional type of Blade Runner universe. But we've had a major terrorist attack in New Zealand, and uh, Donald Trump has come out to say he's glad that the invaders have been shot and that uh, this, this white supremacism... It doesn't even exist. There's good people on both sides. He said that Just, again? Yeah, he said that one again. Again. Thanks, Don. Everything was going just fine until Don came in. No, it's kind of fucked up, though. You want to talk about the... I thought you were going to talk about that birthday party that could have turned extremist and they killed a doctor, too. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, we had a little terrorist attack of our own, except it was our drone strike uh, uh, committing the terror. It was a little birthday party. It could have turned extremist, um, but it was dispatched, thankfully, by an unmanned drone. Praise the blue skies. I thought you might have heard about that one, too. I mean, I've heard about a couple of uh, weddings and birthday parties being droned. and Funerals? Yeah, that's usually a uh, uh, military sees that as some kind of way to kill a couple birds with one stone. Well, you might you might hit a couple innocent ones too. A children's party was scheduled to turn dangerous and was promptly destroyed by Hellfire missiles launched from an unmanned drone controlled by the U.S. Department of Terrorism. So I would say that that was the goal: is to drum up a little more terrorism and also maybe just making sure they don't get uppity a doctor was killed hilarious the doctor was at risk of uh, treating extremists who are jealous of our freedoms and hate our western way of life everything was going just fine until donnie but this is why don doesn't want to disclose those uh those fucking drone casualties because they're killing doctors they're killing kids over there and shit. But yeah, this fucker in um, in uh, Christchurch, I mean, this guy is the, the ultimate proof that the internet and internet culture is a real thing and it's bleeding into, uh, like, right into the center stage right now. Like, trolling isn't just a game. It's this phenomenon that is infecting society and uh, it prompts people like this asshole to go out and commit uh, horrifying acts like every other shooter so far has at least been somewhat disconnected from the internet or uh, mostly clueless about it like even if you know they become an inspiration for internet cesspools but unlike the ones who came before this guy is clearly the result of radicalization on poll and certain subreddits, he says, subscribe to PewDiePie at first. And he does the hand OK symbol. And he refers to the fucking Navy SEAL copypasta in his manifesto. I mean, this guy is rattling off memes while he's shooting people. It's clear that this is a person who has been groomed on these sites for a long time. And he's very savvy about it. Yeah, it, this does look like one of the um, first mass shooters who was really preoccupied or even directed by this uh, online trolling culture, the 4chan, 8chan, um, uh, you could say anonymous uh, culture. And um, insanity. Uh, uh, it's well, like, it's. Well, you call it insanity, but this is a insanity that thousands maybe millions of people share and uh it's just their basic worldview that um you know and it it's they're not children they're like not, this this no. is a middle-aged guy he's been with it probably since he was a child i mean clearly he's a not just uh showed up yesterday right like you want to think that these are just Slime on a rock, basement dwellers posting to 8chan. 
type of people who never get out of their houses, but clearly this guy, you know, he's among them. He gets out of his house. He gets out. Uh, he's a grown man full of hate, and he's being fed this nationalistic and nihilistic view of the world that regards human life with no value. I mean, I watched the video the, where he's just Dude, watched that video? Yeah, dude, he's just oh, but, he's just executing people. It. Why'd you watch that? What what went through your mind where you thought I need to see this? Because I mean, this isn't really a, a, the heart of it for me because it's this. Uh, it's the fact that we run Internet Chronicle and we're doing a show called Hate Radio. Okay, so he staged. He's this, of the internet committing a hateful yeah, act. He staged this massacre. And shot it Doom style, first person shooter style, and has, um, you know, just gr- gruesome graphic detail of, of this massacre of helpless people. And, um, you know, you see he appeared in court, you know, grinning. And, uh, now, what, what did you gain out of watching the video? Why? Why was it important to you? Because apparently this is a huge controversy that um, it needs to just be uh, removed from the internet entirely. And in fact, if you're in New Zealand and you have it even cached on your hard drive, it's a 10-year sentence, possibly. Well, we don't live in New Zealand. We live in America where we have freedom of the press, supposedly. So I... I watched it. This guy, if this guy is saying subscribe to PewDiePie while he's shooting people, I feel like I need to see that. Because it's a big meme. You think it? Do you think that um, his idea that this was a comedy routine that that he was doing, uh, uh, you know, basically stand-up comedy and a massacre together in the same time? What do you you know? How did that play off to you? Did you? find it you know is there any humor in it at all uh i don't know you'd have to relate to the guy to like laugh along with him right because he's playing a funny song he's playing some kind of uh hateful song i forgot what it was i mean there's a whole you know there's a whole thing going on with this guy it was a performance from beginning to end but it you know i just uh yeah, yeah, I didn't even know that there was video of it. And then there's apparently 16 minutes of it. Where did you find this video? It's it's been uh, deleted from every site everywhere. Uh, what do you what do you care about the video so much? We're trying to talk about this guy, well, you, right? You mentioned it. I thought it was important for you to look at it uh, for journalistic reasons. Yeah, but I, I feel thought... like you're you're interrogating me now, like. Are you, no, I, you want to know where I got the video? I'll send you the video if you want to see it. But No, no. I was just wondering where it, you could still even find it. I thought it was like totally eliminated. This guy did this because he knew he was going to become like a fucking superhero to these people. Has that happened? Uh, yeah, they're celebrating him. And uh, in one of the one of the forums that is hosting this video, people are cheering the guy on. Hmm. Uh, That's where I, I would think that, that you would only find it in exactly. places where it was heavily supported, and I, you know, I was wondering what was going on there. A lot of a lot of ugly shit in the comments sections. A lot of stuff, you know, anti-Muslim stuff. Uh, fucking um, cheering this guy on, talking about, you know, a lot of it was a uh, a lot of people were denying that it, that it is happening, and there was some Sandy Hook denial in there as well. So they're watching this video of evidence. It's saying it's fake. Saying it's been staged. Yeah. Now, why? Uh, usually, they this is the idea that it's all theater put on to uh, what do you call it? Uh, get get rid of guns, right? Gun uh, control theater. Yeah, that was in the comments too. Mm-hmm. And also in the comments, there were there was people saying that. This is, uh, they're like, yes, this is happening, but what else is going on today? Because why would this be happening? And isn't it convenient that every time something big is happening, there's a, a major event like this shooting? Well, so the thing is, big things happen all the time in terms of policy, in terms of 
geopolitics and so on. And <clears throat> the media that we're given almost always is a uh, kind of pointless entertainment. And uh, that theory that, oh, it's on purpose is kind of silly because the point is... Well, yeah, these are conspiracy nuts. Right, well, it's not a conspiracy. It's just that people aren't interested in the things that are really important. They're interested in PewDiePie, right? And that's... Even this guy, <clears throat> he tr what he's doing... And I, I did read some excerpts out of his um, manifesto, and I'm always very interested in these. But it seemed like he... Was not. Well, why'd you read his manifesto, Bill? Why are you so well, interested in it? There were, you know. Where'd you get it? Well, Cheat here on Twitter made a good argument that it. it um, Did you get hard while you're reading it? It explains his um, reasoning. And to me, the thing that was kind of <clears throat> different about it than people like Anders Breivik is he saw this kind of as a. Uh, he wasn't even taking himself seriously. He didn't, um, it, <clears throat> he was doing these gruesome grave massacre without even, you know, while he's, while making joke, cracking jokes and saying, oh, no, everyone's going to forget about me and, you know, this and that. And meanwhile, you read someone like Anders Breivik and it's like, he's trying to immortalize himself and he's super serious and spending a fortune on it and oh yeah and this uh, guy is he's just uh he might as well be shit posting to 4chan is the care it's like a comedy routine like i said the whole um the interview he's giving himself is just misleading information and jokes and trolling and um one wonders if he really even you know of course Oh, you know, you know, you don't really wonder. Oh, does he does he really hate the Muslims? Well, he shot up fifty of them. Of course he does. But you kind of wonder um, if that, you know, what, what's going, you know, really where, what motivates this guy? Is he he wants to be a comedian? It seems like more than he wants to be uh, some uh, white uh, heroic. Uh, soldier, right? Yeah, he shows up to court. I was killing them ironically. Laughing. No, he was. He had a grin on his face in court. Like, uh, like he had just got off stage at a, at a good show. Yeah, how'd something. I do, guys? Right? Did you see that? Did you see that okay sign? What'd you think of that? You, I snuck that one by him, didn't I? Mm hmm. And they're like, yeah, man, that was cool. Hey, look, he's posted us from prison. He's allowed to do that. Is there a death penalty there? Do they execute? I don't think so. So he'll be on a uh, stormfront and stuff, hanging out on his home computer system. And uh, so that that fucking sucks, man. This uh, this is how I've been feeling about all this. Like PewDiePie, I don't give a fuck about that guy, but it you can't help but look at him. Because, you know. I don't even know who he is. He's just some, fu he plays video games and screams at the camera. That It's very loud and it's for children. It engages kids. and uh, he, But he makes these edgy death to all Jews jokes. And he calls people cucks. And he says, you know, little off the cuff, out of the side of my mouth jokes. Like facts over feelings. And, you know. Yeah. Uh, most people know he's he's saying the opposite of what he means. He's being ironic and he's just fucking around. But there's enough people so that his audience spans the entirety of everybody from you know from the bell curve to the, all the way to the criminally insane who uh, espouse gross right wing rhetoric and that might actually be making people feel like their views are legitimate. Like in the background, they're just keeping on a little hate, yeah, just a little hate. He just peppers in a little hateful stuff, and I like that. It keeps the house feeling warm and uh <laughs> but uh it's like not all of his fans are morons but there's enough of them you know that uh will hear that in the background and they're like oh yeah that's nice that's like that's kind of the way i feel cool that he's on the same page and he just drops it in like that 
but I think um, he gained uh, followers after that too. So people actually did subscribe to PewDiePie. You know, PewDiePie is for the dark humor. Uh, he's the most popular YouTuber. Everybody likes dark humor, but his audience is just so big that he can basically make Walmart brand jokes only if he doesn't want his words to have influence. You know, he's going to have to become like the Kevin Hart of YouTubers. And everybody, you know, he's just real soft around the edges and stuff like that. I mean, once you get to be that big, it's like that's your only hope. Because anything you do, imagine if Chronicle.su was as big as PewDiePie and the ridiculous stuff that we wrote was read by enough people that was like, oh my God, you you know, do you mean that Hillary really did fuck, oh, fuck Osama bin Laden? And, people, and there was enough people out there and they acted on that. You know, if you thought Benghazi was bad, fucking don't, you know, we don't need everybody thinking uh, Osama boinked Hillary. I don't, I don't necessarily understand what you're saying, but this guy, you know, I know we did a experiment once where we made a Twitter account called Urinon Power, and we set out with the kind of original intention being let's let's make this as bland and and uh, pointless as possible, and just make a bunch of really empty. Uh, substanceless type of content, you know, uh, we would you, say... You mean PewDiePie? No, Uranon Power was the name of the account. You remember Uranon Power? Oh, yeah. That was... Uranon Power was a Twitter account that uh, Billy came up with that was a very bland, general kind of anonymous news outlet, right? I wouldn't even call it... It was definitely not a news outlet. It was just a kind of diarrhea of... Uh, um, it was like a bot and, yeah no what did they call those platitudes it was just diarrhea platitudes um, uh, you, you can do what you want in your life if you're anonymous let's go anonymous and Wild Bill's specialty if you don't watch him he will run away and fucking start a cult because he's so good at telling people exactly what they want to hear in these articles and on, on twitter.com um you, you watched well, this one, folks. That wasn't what we were doing. Your non-power was... He gained power. He was too, got too powerful, and Twitter cut him off, didn't they? I don't remember exactly what happened. I think I just got tired of it, honestly. And uh, your non-power had something like 10,000 followers. The power it, went to your head. Well, here's the thing. It was just... There was no power in it at all, because when you're saying nothing, it has no persuasive value. Um... That is so – I've been waiting for somebody to say that, Kilgore. Well, I mean, here's the thing. So I don't think PewDiePie got to be where he did, and then he has to dial it back. I think he got where he is because he was bland. No, he doesn't has, have to. And has stuck with it, being bland. Oh, yeah. And every time he's put in a little too much spice, yeah. it's been a disaster. Oh, we right? didn't like that word, PewDiePie. Well, I don't. Not that that's uh, added value to his content, but it is but a shortcut to a laugh. I, you know, I don't. For some people, yeah. For a, I, the PewDiePie audience, definitely. It seemed, it seemed like he shot out the N word while getting killed or something out of anger, and it was just kind of a, everybody can look the other moment. way for that one. Well, no. Um, in fact, a lot of people. Uh, said that he was a terrible, horrible racist, and they would never follow him again, and it probably think, didn't help him at all. I think uh, it was actually so bad uh, for the community when he said that word that it it sent somebody back to picking cotton. It was just a you know the wrong time to say that word. It's still got well, a lot of power. You say that, but you don't realize that all these cotton picking combines are run by grandchildren of slaves so down I mean, in the georgia it's, heat it's not any it's not like they have uh quit employing black people and picking cotton bill and i were listening to song of the south before the show started 
Mm-hmm. And it's a white man claiming that everyone, you know, had to pick cotton and nobody got rich from it. He's like romantically going on about the South and how, well, I mean, he's clearly whitewashing slavery away, right? No. No, he's, uh, he never acknowledges it. He never, um, seems like he should have, like, all country music now should address it. And then, and then you can get to the content of the music. Like, the first stanza, or, or the first bar should maybe be like, yes, we enslaved them, but we feel, you know, but we fixed all that, and we're trying to move forward, and, and I love my trucks and beer. And, and then you can get on with that stuff. Well, I don't, you know, that's, the Song of the South is not about loving trucks and beer. It's about how the South is the golden land. The sweet potato pie fixes everything. All, uh-huh, we're, we're all workers on even ground and the racism thing. We'll just pass over that and say we all good folks on both sides. We all equal now. Yeah. Or we're, in fact, it made it sound like it was they're equal all along. Um, and I, you know, uh, far from all country songs having to go through some kind of hand wringing guilt, you know, why would they do that when they're already, uh, already absolving themselves of it in every song? Not every song, but I mean, songs like that, uh, songs like Sweet Home Alabama, implicitly, you know, just racism. What, what is that? We don't have that. Um, what about... Uh, what was that one We song say that? grace and we say ma'am and if you ain't from the south, we don't give a damn. Right, right. Yeah, same same type same type of song. Um, what was that other song? The one uh, with the rapper and, and the uh, white rap, the white guy who actually does, you know, bring his hands in guilt. And that's like the worst, most cringy... I forget what that was called. You're not thinking of uh, Denny Blaze. No. Actually, that guy... Again, he never apologized he's doing for that. anything. He's doing, they, you know, nobody really ever gave him too much shit for being you know, implicitly trying to even out. Oh, yeah, I'm not black, but I can still be a cool rapper. What's your problem with yeah. me being white? Right? Yeah, because he's trying to get into the cool side of black culture, which is fair. Let him try. And well, then it's a funny uh, thing when he tries. It's, it's hilarious. Just a, it's just self-abasement. He looks like shit. We laugh at him. But also, you want him to you want him to do well. And I think nowadays, like he uh, he he lives on that image. He still is the average homeboy, as far as I know. Denny Blaze. We should get him on the program, and fucking, I bet he would. Uh, I bet he would do the song for us. Who? Denny Blaze would come on an Internet Chronicle. Yeah, right. For our yeah. listeners. Yeah, right. You're dreaming. I'll talk to him. Oh yeah, get him on the line. I'll reach out to him. What well, about it's our... one a.m. We can start taking uh, calls from our listeners now. I don't know the phone number. I'll have it right away. Give us a call. The guest call in line. Uh, Chronicle.su Hate Radio, 917-675-4836. We're talking about how will humanity end. If it's hot, burning sky on fire, then people are going to tunnel, right, and live deep underground where it's cool, assuming we make it that far. Do you think so? Um, you know, I think that what we've done with the climate, with, with all the carbon in the ground, is what we've we have triggered a new and more fertile earth that will be so much more conducive to life that we won't even be able to survive. There will be, um, in a matter of mere decades, the carbon content of the atmosphere will be so thick. Um, dragonflies will be bigger than your dog. Those are big uh, fucking dragonflies. A mosquito will be able to pin you to the ground and suck you dry just in a matter of minutes. And you better carry a shotgun around just to fight off the the bugs 
Now, you could uh, be drained of all your blood, right? And you would look a little deflated. You would, would you be able to see your internal organs and stuff? Could these mosquitoes sap you? You'd be dead. Someone you else see anything. You'd someone else dead. looking at your corpse. Could they tell that you've been sucked dry by this mosquito? Is it obvious? Uh, yeah, I mean, you'll look like a... You'll just look like a pale white uh, popsicle <laughs> stick. <laughs> Gaunt, right? Gaunt against your... Uh, you see your cheekbones real easy and stuff. Yeah, now I posted that video in, in our chat here. You got accidental racist if you want to hear it. Oh, is this uh, PewDiePie? Because I don't want to hear it. No, it's Brad Paisley featuring LL Cool J, and he's apologizing for accidentally being racist, which that's what we're talking about. These white folks who uh, we all picked cotton and no one of us got rich and that kind of stuff where they're just accidentally, you could say, let's, let's have a racing history. Yeah, we've heard, th we've heard this before, but it's, it's good for a laugh any day. Sit through this to the man saccharine guitar riff. And the Starbucks down on me. I hope you understand. When I put on that t shirt, the only thing I meant to say is I'm a Skinner fan. The red flag. Yes, somehow's like the elephant in the corner of the south. And I just walked him right in the room. Just a proud rebel son with an old can of worms. Looking like I got a lot to learn. But so he, he was, it was brave of him to uh, just to put on the shirt, first of all. But then he, he walked in the room with it. I wonder how he felt when he walked in the room and everybody turned to look at him and they saw that Leonard Skinner t-shirt with the rebel flag on it. Well, clearly he had some altercation with the uh, barista at the Starbucks. Oh, yeah, what and, happened uh, with them? It was some uh, some left-leaning barista? Just no, make my macchiato, no. man, and fucking get on with it. Yeah, yeah. No, he... Uh, What I mean, happened? I forgot the part about the barista. What happened? No, this is a different era. You're putting today's barista, today's ideas into the song, which was, I think, maybe ten over ten years old by now. It's pretty old. They didn't have as and many Starbucks. This was before Trumpism. This was before 4chan, or maybe at the same time. But still, as separate. it was clueless. first starting, it was clueless. This was. Um, he had no sense of pride in wearing this Skinnerd shirt, and we've gone over already what the Skinnerd, what it means. You know, it's it, really he's just, saying that it means nothing to him. That this is all about. Oh, you're you have a problem with this no, shirt? No, no, it he's means nothing that, to me. I'm just trolling you. He said he has oh, a lot to learn. Oh, so he has to grow into the hate. Right now, it's just about Skinner. You got it all backwards. I just like Skinner, man. But you got it all, no. God damn, if there's a rebel flag, buddy. He's, gonna, he's growing out of the hate. Let's, you know, uh, let's, maybe uh, he'll set us straight. Help, LL Cool J is going to set him straight with a little rap. Oh, okay. They're going to meet in the From middle. From my point of view, I'm just a white man coming to you from the Southland Trying to understand What it's like Not to be I'm proud of where I'm from But not everything We've done And it ain't like You and me 
walking on eggshells fighting over yesterday and caught between southern pride and southern blame southern blame <laughs> caught between reconstruction fix the buildings dried some tears we're still sifting through the rubble after 150 years See, he gets it I try to put myself in your shoes and Learned that's his a good place to begin it ain't like I can walk a mile in someone else's skin cause I'm a white man living Dude, in the south he waits this long to bring in LL Cool J. He's like, yeah, wait your turn, fella. I'm repeating this fucking chorus. But we can try. It's a really long. Yeah. You know, sappy type of song, and it's a lot of words. It's just a lot of uh, like we're kind of not going anywhere with this story. It's just a meandering old. Here we go. Understood what the world is really like when you're living in the hood. Just because my pants are sagging doesn't mean I'm up to no good. You should try to get to know me. I really wish you would. Now my chains are gold, but I'm still misunderstood. I wasn't there when Sherman's march turned the south into firewood. I want you to get paid, oh but be a slave. Dude. I never could feel like a newfangled jangle dodging invisible white hoods. So when I see that white cowboy hat, I'm thinking it's not all good. I guess we're both guilty of judging the cover, not the book. I'd love to buy you a beer, conversate and clear the air. But I see that red flag, and I think you wish I wasn't here. If you don't judge my All right. You know, how do we unpack that? He comes, he's, uh, their General Sherman made an appearance in this song. Sorry about the Sherman bow ties and salt in your land. Sorry about turning your homes into firewood. But uh, in case you hadn't noticed, we were fucking enslaved. I had nothing to do with that. Sure, I'll rap on your fucking song. I'll talk about your pointy hats and shit and how scared you make me. What a weird song. Should we listen to the rest of it where he sings over LL Cool J's rapping? No, we don't want to. It's, it's too much already. Yeah. It's really sappy, kind of lame song, although, you know, I like the message. It's got a good message, but it's a message from a more innocent time. You try to put this on uh, a country music channel, the top 10 today, where is it going to? You're just going to get a bunch of hate. From that kind of a song. Yeah, that was about as challenging as cable TV from that time. Um, you know, in terms of accessibility, who's that going to reach? That it's felt kind of like a Comedy too, Central. It's too late. And country music has a, like we were talking about earlier, it has this long legacy of, of kind of uh, erasing the whole uh, slavery thing, racism thing. It, they just act like it's not a thing. I'm not or, sure what you're talking about, Bill. You, yeah, you say it's and, called slavery? Right. And that happened here? I don't know if, if that's right. But uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. They say it doesn't uh, happen and stuff. They can, they can try, buddy, but it fucking happened, man. We enslaved them. Well, it's more innocent time. That he thought, you know, where country music artist would try to um, say Black Lives Matter, right? That's true. That's true. It's a different kind of song. That's a year, you know, a decade ago. Now, nowadays, the the uh, oh, you you don't think white people weren't getting raped? You know, you don't think we've been 
What about enslaved. us? Yeah, yeah, right. We're not being enslaved. We don't get to be a part of the whole victim party here. And it's so, oh, it's so disgusting. That barista from the beginning of the song would gladly tell you, I'm a wage slave at Starbucks. I know what it's like. I go to Starbucks, I make my money, and I give it to a landlord. I'm a fife on his land. Why would he do that? He the the way he was saying he the barista gave him the stink eye because he was wearing a, a yeah that shirt the yeah. Skinner shirt because this guy uh, yeah because uh, he sympathizes with the slaves man yeah he's a wage slave himself I'm a, you know just working the working the coffee fields and malls around here and there. So when everybody goes underground, we're all driven underground. How long do you think that's going to take? Like a hundred years, 200 years, a thousand years before something goes catastrophic, the air is on fire. No, but... it depends on where you live. What's going to happen is um, not going to be global sudden catastrophe. It's going to be what we're seeing now, a slow, steady increase in local uh uh, catastrophes. It could be a hurricane hit that that big hurricane everybody's afraid of hits a big city. Could be D.C. Could be Baltimore. Could be anywhere on the East Coast. Could be your backyard. And, and uh, yeah, right. Uh, and it's going to be bigger and meaner, and it's more damaging than ever before. You're going to have floods. The same thing that happened last uh, last autumn. You know what they're starting now, floods. Kilgore. Smart hurricanes are the new thing coming up this September. We're going to start seeing hurricanes influenced by artificial intelligence and and the winds that uh, blow through the air. Real excited to see how smart hurricanes uh, can be tracked and we can maybe better harness the hurricane and steer it towards our enemies. So one of these hits a major city. It sets the fucking air on fire? No, it probably uh, disrupts supplies, disrupts uh, electric grid, disrupts the internet. There you go. And uh, That's important. Co- it costs a ton to fix. And, um, well, how about this? Even worse case scenario is floods hit or, you know, just you get a dry season or something and the food production dips for instance europe european farms have been for the past two years producing just a fraction of the food they usually produce because different climate and uh so they have to import a lot of food and the costs are only mounting and mounting and uh meanwhile the squeeze is on people more and more and uh on top of that, we all have the we have the disaster of a uh, uncontrollable capitalist class who, uh, you know, they're not pumping funds out to people; they're siphoning more and more away mm. in a kind of you know greedy grab all. And uh, they wouldn't do that, would they? That doesn't help you either, and uh, they're not they're not out there creating jobs or solving these problems. These problems are just mounting. The uh, economic crunch is mounting. And we have a return of, of history, the, the possibility of major wars breaking out in, in India, Pakistan. We have, uh, you know, in China, South China Sea, and with Russia and Europe and in the U.S. And, my God, it's, uh, history is back and, you know, to get back to the beginning of the show and the shooter, uh, that guy, he's laughing. It's a big comedy routine, but underneath it all is a terror. And it's the terror of history that, um, in, at the end of, at the end of all of this, all of these, uh, mounting crises, uh, what he thinks of as his nation is going to be somebody else's, and that may be true. But, I mean, really, 
ultimately the crisis is so big i i think it's that's just narrow-minded at the at the end of this i think it's going to be the world of the insects and uh not a human left i mean we'll have in a sense created a garden for for some other creature to take over a savage garden i mean think about it the uh the great thing that was left of the North American cultures destroyed by diseases brought in from Europe was forests. And the, the great thing that's going to be left by uh, our civilization is, is all the carbon in the air feeding forests, feeding insects. And meanwhile, well, maybe we'll be able to scratch a living in some hole somewhere for a while, but not for long and not in any way that means a damn compared to today. Won't be very nice. There won't be beds, telephones to fuck around with. I mean, there there might if you're a billionaire, but I mean, what's the point? You're fighting over tunnels underground. Yeah, might as well kill yourself at that point. That's what you ever read, A Cat's Cradle? Tunnels are meeting tunnels, and you're gonna have to fight in the fucking tunnels like no. naked rats. You ever read Cat's Cradle? That was uh, yeah. You gave me that book when we were fourteen. Yeah, you you remember what happened at the end, right? Oh yeah. The uh, tell the listeners about what Ice Nine does to everything. Well, ends ends us. Well, I mean, but some of them live on inside of tunnels and uh they try to move on like nothing happened but this guy he's uh in there with his dream girl and uh she doesn't want to make babies yeah what does he do he walks out and uh eats a little ice nine and that's then yep fuck it oh she's not trying to reproduce and he's he's not gonna rape her just to make a baby that's awful he just goes out and eats the ice nine That's well, a great everybody book. does. There's no reason to live in a tunnel. They were at the end of it, too. Pretty good tunnel that they had, though, from what I remember. They had everything ready, yeah. But there, except for the fact that there was nothing to survive for. Cat's Cradle was uh, the book that started me down a path of really reading and writing. Oh, it's a Wild Bill Kilgore who gave me my first copy of the book. And I did return it to you, by the way. Do you still have it? Yeah. Is it on your shelf? Yeah. Kilgore, the audience might not be surprised to learn, has a bookshelf where he keeps a great many books, a wealth, and a library of knowledge right there. But it's nothing compared to what Chris Namelka. Oh, fuck him. We were going to do a Red Kahina follow-up. What's going on with her? Nothing. I looked at her Twitter account. There wasn't a damn thing to say about it. Red Kahina, back in the day, was an important figure. People looked to her the way people might have once looked to Gandhi. And she dresses similarly, too. She likes to play dress-up, doesn't she? She wears this crazy red. That's her thing. Only spotted one in one video where there was a big protest against Zizek at Left Forum. You can read about it on our website. The Internet Chronicle. Chronicle.su. She she thought that she owned Zizek, didn't she? She was like, yeah, put him in his place, man. That's what happened to Zizek, if, in case you're wondering. Where's Slavoj Zizek? It's because of what Red Kahina stood up and shouted at him. Mm-hmm. That was brave of her. But since since uh, 2015, when she was last seen, uh, no more video. No more. We should get her on the podcast. Not going to happen. What's her deal? You think we have a better chance of getting uh, getting that other person? Who did I want? Shoe nice, yeah. We'll no. get shoe nice before we ever get 
Okay. We were talking about somebody else too. Somebody that does a music. Who did we say would come on here and play music? I tried to convince you someone will play music. We're going to have him on the show. Can't yeah. remember the beginning of the show when we were talking about having some guests on. What the fuck is going on? Everything is going just fine. Uh, when they were drone striking that children's party, the uh, officers on the, they said, in the Air Force, they said, we heard there would be balloon animals, said Officer Jay Wapner, who agreed to discuss the intelligence with reporters earlier today. He said, we thought there would be Mylar balloons. No Red Kahina follow-up. She's dropped off the map. We're all scratching around in tunnels while Bill Kilgore informs me that Ice-9 might be the best way to go. What if uh, that's how we ended the program this evening, is by eating Ice-9 together? Wouldn't that be nice for the listeners? No, it's too soon. There's still hope. We don't even have to edit the um, anything out. You think there's hope? Yeah. Nah. I disagree. I think there's nothing. No hope. No promise. No uh, no glimmer. No light at the end of the tunnel. I think we're just going to get snuffed out in a big fireball. And it'll be very sudden. And nobody's going to know. It's going to be like we were never here. We're going to be wiped out in an instant in some freak fucking gamma ray burst from the center of the universe or something. Oh, we wish. Don't we wish. Easy way out. It lets us off the hook for everything. Yeah, not going to happen. If only, right? And you would be erased so fast that you don't even know it's happening. Oh, we ever had a human history? Nah, no dinosaurs either. Fucking nothing. Yeah, that's like our dream or fantasy. Like, the terror of history is so bad. Wouldn't it be good to all end it in a snap? But no, that's that's just wishful thinking. It's more than Red Kahina would say. No, she doesn't say much anymore nowadays. Well. She's uh, she's probably not as you know. There's a lot of people from that time who are not up anymore and doing stuff. Well, what they did is they burnt themselves out. You think? Yeah, because people will burn pretty hot on this stuff. You, mm-hmm. you see people on internet culture around Twitter and stuff. And well, what happens? They're is real they hot. Have, they have this big idea of a big event that's going to suddenly change everything for the better end it, whatever. This sudden, sudden event that's about to happen. It's magical always, thinking, kind of. In the next, well, it's, it's called eschatology, and it drives people to fanatical, you know, action and speech and belief. And, um, uh, you know, a year or two of that, and you're, you burn out, and there's nothing left of you, and where's all your fanaticism then? It's gone. Um, so you, you know, you see the older activists and they have been grinding their whole life away at it. And it's, and these young activists, they come and go and they get all these big ideas, never materialize, never, you know, you know, it's that light at the end of the tunnel is always about to smash them and it's, it never does. Hope and all that shit, the light at the end of the tunnel might as well be a carrot on a stick to get people to do whatever the fuck you want them to do and to, and to put fear in them that they might not get that thing. Well, fanaticism is, it can be like that. <clears throat> Fanatical type of belief is uh, what leads people to do these these killings. There's a stick and a carrot hanging off that guy's helmet. Just in front of his GoPro. His GoPro is the carrot and the uh, stick. Well, we know what that is. 
That's uh, it's so much like a video game. The guy has set it up so that it's just like Call of Duty or something. It's uh, it remind it reminded me there was some footage from two thousand and six and seven, when soldiers were posting willy nilly all their war videos, and you could basically watch Iraq happen in real time as these soldiers uploaded video after video, and you're just like, what the fuck? And the camera would be on their helmet. Uh, and so you would feel the like what they were feeling as they rushed through the fucking uh, streets. And um, it, so you apply that to this dude that feels nothing as he's doing it it's, and the fact is is he's making little jokes and stuff like he's doing a podcast and it's it's fucking he's committing atrocities just so casually he's fucking like out of breath because he's like you know he's like trying to kill more people faster like it's a game I mean he makes it all look like dude he's got his guns all dolled up the way you do it in Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Like, I'm making my guns look sexy when I do this murder. Yeah, you can. Only, I can guarantee you people are already trying to make those skins, replicate those skins for video games. They want... I mean, he wanted it to, to look like... Um, like a game experience, dude. Like, it was fucking... He just parachuted in and found all this stuff and his account had him all looted up on the the dank skins or something and he had the the bonus music that he was playing out of his car during the so the music is another layer of the uh, the the joke that he's making of the whole thing mm -hmm. it's demented but we got off on that because uh because of something else, he came. He came back, lurking out of the shadows, back into our conversation. Well, it gives it a nice uh, symmetry here. We can wrap it up. That was nice of the shooter to at least bring a little symmetry to the show at the end of tonight's episode of Radio Hate, brought to you proudly by Lebel Droker Incorporated. Kilgore, you got anything? Uh, what have you been working on? You got anything coming up? Coming no. out? No. Coming up on the Internet Chronicle, we've been doing some important work, uh, doing an important story right now, uh, a story about uh, Googling symptoms and how it could save your life. Jeremy Fisher, who was 34, uh, replaced doctors with websites way back in 2007 after aging out of his parents' health care. And he was, you know, whatever, generally too unlikable for full-time employment, plus insurance. So it's a story about Jeremy kind of acting like a dick towards everybody that he knows for some reason, and he just Googles his symptoms to get better. This is Chronicle.su. I don't know what else to say. You guys can get, get out of here. Go fuck yourselves. Kilgore. Any last words? Mm hmm. That's what I'm talking about. We are done. He doesn't even have a fucking word for you on Hey Radio by chronicle.su read the internet chronicle and fuck off
Just me.